in the course of his business dealings, that Binyamin Kletzker also dealt with Goyim, right? Non-Jewish merchants. Once they wanted to test Binyamin's character and reaction to their lifestyle, and they planned for the meeting to take place in a local Kretschme. And they then arranged with the innkeeper that the waitress who was serving the food, they told her, they, they arranged with her that she should dress in a very not sneeze way. And when she passed by, it had been Yemen, Kletzker was so disgusted and nauseated by this that he immediately vomited everything he just ate. Right, that the, the guy even got an idea who they're dealing with. Another story, <clears throat> in 1792, the Altarebbe made known that he would allow his students to copy his manuscripts of Lakuta Amorim, which ended up being Tanya. And his one stipulation was that <clears throat> only someone <clears throat> who was extremely, had extremely clear handwriting, because remember, it's all handwritten, it wasn't copies, meaning it wasn't like by machine. So only someone who has nice, uh, someone who's able to write over things nicely should do it because he doesn't want mistakes popping in. And the chassidim who wrote this were very careful in the writing and everything seemed to be going well. But then two years later, people started writing out the rebel letters. It's like asking for explanations and things. Clearly, there were mistakes. So the following year, Rebbein Yamin, together with his relative, Rebbein Chesrezis, we said the story actually about Rebbein Chesrezis, but we'll say it again. So they went to the fair in Leipzig, Germany, and they heard someone selling copies of the Alter Rebbe's Kutresim, as it was called then, the Tanya. And although obviously they each have their own copy with them, but they always want to encourage people to sell more and more. So they went and bought a copy. And they start looking at it and they realize that there's so many mistakes here. And then they realize that these, these mistakes, there's no way someone did these mistakes by mistake. Someone purposely went and changed all this stuff. So they went to the guy selling them. And they asked him about it. And he didn't even hide it. He said, yeah, of course. I did it on purpose to make the Alter Rebbe look bad. Well, he didn't say the Alter Rebbe. To make uh, the Magdal Yoshna look bad. And... Um, I'm, I'm trying to encourage people to rally against Chassidim. And he, he showed off to, the, to these two Chassidim and he goes, I, and I already sold 600 copies. I'm sorry. He already he brought 600 copies with him and he already sold 150 copies of them. So he's left with 450. And so after hearing this, um, the uh, Rebbe Yamin and Rebbe Pinchas, even though it was a lot of money, they went and they per purchased every other copy the guy had on him, 450 copies, in order that it shouldn't end up in, in the wrong hands. And they come to the Alter Rebbe with these copies and they, to show him, and they say, look what's going on here. They're purposely messing up the Kondrasim. 
And that is what, that is what pushed the Alter Rebbe to realize that the only way to make sure this doesn't happen is by actually printing the Tanya. In 1791, 1792, the Misnagdim, they publicized uh, different gazetas that affected the livelihood of, and, and the well-being of Hasidim. And some Hasidim suffered financially. Others were physically assaulted. And the following year, when it became evident that the oppression When the oppression was becoming stronger and it wasn't stopping, so many of the Tamidi Hamagid wanted to put the Misnagdim in Khedim. We'll make a counter Khedim against them. But they realized that we need the Alter Rebbe's permission. <clears throat> like without Alter Rebbe getting involved, it's not going to happen. So, Two Talmidi Amagid, very great tzaddikim, Reb Shlomo Karliner and their Zev Wolf Zitomer, they went to the Alter Rebbe, and we already said the story by the Alter Rebbe and by the Mittel Rebbe, but in short, uh, they were arguing back and forth, and seeing that they weren't going to agree, the Shlomo informed the Alter Rebbe that he's that he would be leaving Liazhna immediately. The Velvel, Jitamar, actually stayed in Liazhna for like three months. So the Alter Rebbe then instructed three of his outstanding students to accompany the Shlema Karliner on part of their journey. Right, so we see that even though they had a very big disagreement, you have to show covet to a tzaddik. So during their travels, they spent their time learning and saying chassidish stories, like like mamish, like it was a chassidish shefabrengen. And Reb Shlema Karliner expected this uh, conduct from the outstanding chassidim of the Magad of Liyajna, as the Alter Rebbe was known. But to his amazement, he also noticed that they were serving as his like personal shamashim, taking care of anything he needed. And Reb Shlema sensed that their devotion to his needs was not out of respect to him personally, but it's because the Alter Rebbe told them, so they're doing everything the Alter Rebbe said. And, and he never saw such a thing that these Hasidim are so bottled to their Rebbe. He was also extremely impressed how deep their knowledge and understanding was of, of Nigla, Kabbalah, Chakira, Hasidus. And remember, these were all the younger students of the Alter Rebbe. They were all in their 20s. It wasn't like they were 40s and 50s and that they learned already for so many years. And the student who made the strongest impression on him was Rebbe Yamin Kletzker. And Rebbe Shlema Karliner really desired to chap him as his own student, that he wanted to get Rabbi Yemen Cluster to become his chassid. So as they arrived in Vitebsk, the, the three chassidim told Rabbi Shleim Karliner that 
Okay, this is this was the mission that we got. We were told to uh, escort you to Vitebsk. And now we're going back to the Rebbe and Liyajna. And the Rebbe Shlema realized that he's not going to be able to convince them. If they're all together, they're going to be much stronger. So he spoke with, he said, I want to speak with each one of you individually. So the first two that he spoke to, the conversation was very short. He, gave, he benched them. And when Rabbi Yamin Kletzka came in, Rabbi Shlema hoped that he was already thinking of becoming his chassid. However, as they spoke, he sensed that he was wrong and that Rabbi Yamin is totally given over to the Alter Rebbe. So he said, listen, could you at least please escort me to the next town, Vashenkovitz? And he also promised to reveal him additional things in, in, uh, uh, in Yonim, in, in, in godliness. So hearing this, Rabbi Yamin, who was a super genius, agreed. So on the way there, Rabbi Shlema Karlina performed Mamish like Nisim. Um, and revealed secrets of the Torah to him that he never heard hoping to inspire him to become one of his students. So since they arrived in there on Thursday afternoon and, and Rebbe Yamin knew that it's not possible to get back to Liyajna before Shabbos, so he said, yeah, I'll just stay with Rebbe Shlema Karliner that Shabbos. During Shabbos, <coughs> Rebbe Shlema said many uh, insights that Rebbe Yamin never heard before, never thought of before. Uh, for the next few days, Rabbi Yamin experienced a lot of uh, feelings. Where does he belong? The miracle that he witnessed, the fiery davening of Rabbi Shlema Karliner. And it was just so unbelievable and inspirational that he considered whether to remain with Rabbi Shlema Karliner for a bit longer before returning to the Altar Deva. Rabbi Yamin noticed uh, he, was, he was delighted by these things and Rabbi Shlema assured him that says, the longer you stay with me the more I'll be able to take you to higher and higher levels and he thought it over and finally on Monday he went to Rabbi Shlema to receive his bracha to go back to Liyajna and Rabbi Shlema was uh, very disappointed that all his uh, miracles that he did couldn't convince him so Rabbi Shlema promised not only to teach Rabbi Yamin concepts that he would not learn anywhere else, but he said, I, would, I will even change the, the style and the way I teach to the way of Chabad. Meaning instead of being Chagas, I'll, I'll start teaching like, uh, instead, of, instead of being the way I'm doing now, like Chagas, I'm going to do what the Magad of Liyashna does. Um... And this was very enticing for him. But he wasn't convinced to cut his connection to the Alter Rebbe. And knowing that Rebbe Shlema Karliner would often express himself in Polish, so Rebbe Yamin responded in Polish, he says, Pan tu pan, nu nile mu. If I'm pronouncing these words wrong, no one's going to know. Don't worry about it. Chalupitz 
two chalupets, nu niatuva. Right? The master is a master, right? The, the, you're Taka Rebbe, but not mine. The servant is a servant, right? I'm a chassid, but not yours, not your chassid. And Rabbi Yamin then returned to the Alter Rebbe in Liyajna. After saying over the story, the Fridik Rebbe, who's the one who told us the story, he said, Rabbi Yamin's answer serves as a lesson to every true chassid. Every chassid who's connected to the Rebbe, to his Rebbe, realizes that, let's say, uh, your next door neighbor is a different uh, Hasidus, right? So, you still realize, you don't say, oh, my Rebbe is great and your Rebbe is nothing. Right? No, your Rebbe is also a Rebbe. But not mine. Right? Just, meaning, think like that. And this, Mindset brought a general strengthening in the ways of Hasidus, not just Hasidus Chabad. Because remember, the goal is not to put down other groups of Hasidim. It's not like, oh, my Rebbe is better than your Rebbe. I don't know. Who am I to judge? But I, one thing I will tell you your Rebbe is not my Rebbe. Right? That's all you should know. Be Makusha to the Rebbe.